Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome everyone to this episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More in 10 Minutes. On this episode of our mini podcast, I'm reporting from the 2019 American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons annual meeting in Las Vegas. I'm here as your wellness eyes and ears, bringing perspective from the meeting directly to you. Before I get into my thoughts, I would like to give a big shout out to the AOS for putting on another great meeting. The staff always do such a great job. With me on this episode is our team member, Paul Hiller. Paul, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jeff. It's always great to be here representing your listeners. Sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm all you got. Let's make the most of it. Jeff, one of the sessions you attended was surgeon well-being for the benefit of the patient. How can we become better for everyone else? You said it was a great session with a lot of pearls, and I thought maybe this is something we can hone in a little bit on. Can you give us a little bit of an overview? Yeah, it was a pretty extensive two-hour session packed with a ton of information and a ton of perspectives, which is probably our key point. But just as an overview, the topics range from professional burnout, scope of the problem and avoidance. There was dealing with the uh, midlife blues. There was reduction of radiation exposure to the surgeon and patient. There was peak performance, managing your time, energy, and priorities managing family relationships and work-life balance, overuse syndromes and new technology to prevent them, sort of an ergonomics talk, and the benefits of global outreach and philanthropy, which we've talked about before. Then coaching, mentoring the surgeon as the professional athlete, building high-functioning, resilient teams, peak performance, lessons learned from science and sociology, and even hobbies and passions and how they really relax after work. So, I mean, you can see a really diverse set of talks and from as many speakers, including the moderator who did an excellent uh, job with it, Dr. Shaw. It really went through a lot of the things that we've been talking about for quite some time. I think one theme that came up was particularly in Dr. Albert's first presentation, was this idea that people do have to perform self-care, which is something that you and I have been advocating for a while. Another common theme that came up was the concept of the surgeon athlete. Let me stop you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did Dr. Albert argue? How did he present this point? His key points were that he wanted to highlight was early recognition and destigmatization. And it came from, you know, some of the comments and experience that, uh, you know, we lost one of our surgeon colleagues, Dr. Dr. Dean from HSS. Dean Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, noting that, you know, this destigmatization and the ability to recognize it early, certainly the opportunities to develop programs. So they, he was really coming at it from a very broad spectrum, but I felt that his key take-home messages that he did a really good job of driving home were early recognition and destigmatization. That's great. And, and you know, you brought up the surgeon as an athlete. Can you give us a little bit more about that talk? Well, 
you know, this is much of what I've been doing and much of the people that I've been talking with about wellness and well-being and burnout and resilience is this, this common theme that is, has been underrepresented, but I think we're now really starting to have this discussion, which is awesome, that we are high performers. Unlike the athlete, we're not there just to entertain, but we are high performance driven individuals. And there's a ton of research in the athlete about top performance. Many of the principles that are not being applied to the to the surgeon for whatever reason, but the fact that it's being discussed and brought up by multiple surgeons just in this panel highlights that I think we have a lot of opportunity and room for this, making a lot of progress organizationally and individually. You know, I think one of the key points that uh, Dr. Flynn brought up, and it came up in other points in the presentations, was this oscillation or the need for the high stress performer, such as a surgeon or an athlete, that there needs to be a recovery phase. So the oscillation between stress and recovery. And so one key action point for that would be just, we all need to have some method of recovery. So whether you call it self-care, you call it recovery, so many different terms people use for it, and we're more or less talking about the same thing. That's great. You know, and I love to hear that. The more times you hear it, the the better it sinks in. And, you know, I, I guess one thing we, we talk about too is hearing it in different ways and hearing the message in different ways resonates with different people. Was that something maybe you took away today as well? Yeah, even the delivery style, and you could just see the the different ways in which presenters are conveying a message. There was often references to book titles that are related to performance. There were, you know, many of those that we talk about amongst our circles of of people addressing this issue. And you know, one presenter just really went from almost book title to the book title. And how that applied or was relevant, one of the key messages from that, Dr. Vitali was looking at things on the concept of peak performance and, again, referenced a lot of books and articles, but brought up one of the things that we think is really key, which is deliberate practice and having that ability to sort of create automation or chunking performance. Also, that we really the growth mindset or the concept of improving comes from this idea of being in kind of a reach point rather than our pure comfort zone or so pushed beyond our comfort zone that it's a panic situation. It's kind of finding that sweet spot between those. I could tell you the number of titles that that are points that were brought up that are titles of our previous mini podcast was probably tons. So now that it's out and being discussed by everyone, I just find it so exciting. And how how we message it and how each individual surgeon chooses to receive it can be different. Totally agree. Well, so I think we really have covered a lot. It sounds like the session today really covered a lot. What should our listeners pursue? What's What's our message for them to take home? Well, I think that's the key. If you're already dealing with this or if you're new to it, there's a, a possibility or a sense of overwhelm. Don't get in the overwhelm. Any one of these tips or tricks, any one of the concepts being described, learn a little bit more about it and, and apply it to your life and practice. So start anywhere. I think one key message was just how 
these things are unique and individual and having that opportunity for us to know what works for us is going to be key for everyone. So just find something that, that resonates with you and, and apply it. I love it. What does wellness mean to you? Exactly. So what does it mean to you and how can you now start integrating some of that into your life and practice? Great. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Paul. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith, along with my Surgeon Masters right-hand man, Paul Hiller. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.